Johnny, thank you so much for that time of worship. Uh, much appreciated. It's always good to start a, well to start any week, but to start the new year especially uh, to worship together and to come together online as we are, um, but with the regulations as they are, we we want to keep mo- we want to keep uh, meeting together physically as much as we possibly can. But of course, we need to take care. And over this Christmas time, we've been able to do many services. Thank you so much for your emails and cards. Um, encouraging us and saying thank you and the little gifts are all very very much appreciated by all of us especially by Wendy and myself uh, and thank you especially for those um, emails that have in, in, just said thank you for, for keeping the um, keeping the services open over Christmas and uh, you know we didn't pressurise anybody on coming but we were able to meet together and the, the team were willing to provide uh, and be there and do stuff from the front and for a special time very very special time so uh, much appreciated so what am I going to speak about at this first Sunday of January 2021 wow and I feel old 1965 to 1921 that's a long way in there 50s hey Every January since I've been here, we've had we've taken time, and the leadership, um, Chris, Vicky, myself, have asked the question, Lord, what are you saying to us? And we brought sermons on the first two or three weeks of the year to say, okay, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? What have you said that we need to hold on to? What are you saying now? What is coming for the com- for the uh, for the year in hand? Um, slightly different context now, Vicky's. Um, left us of course we continue to pray for her um, at St Peter's in Quarrenden and um, but what is he saying actually the Lord's been speaking to us a lot recently through our encounter services so can I encourage you first and foremost would you listen to those listen to the encounters well I'd say from um, April onwards but at least from September onwards especially listen to a couple that Chris has done over that time and one that um, Jared Dorsch did for us a few weeks ago. Very um, important times and important messages. These words are still part of what's going on. And there's also been the revelation. We sent out the revelation over the Christmas period. I think it went out, was it the 23rd or the 24th? Might have gone out on Christmas Eve. But um, I'm hoping that it also went out on the 30th. or the 31st so that we we got two bites at that cherry if you haven't had that revelation um, we can send it out again Um, but something in that revelation said that uh, the storms may persist in the world and we've we've had a bit of that haven't we we thought just before Christmas things were we were on an up curve and all the rest of it and then um, the virus has sort of come back and bitten us again with a um, more transmissible uh, variant and therefore we've, we've got into tier 4 and all of that that's happened and it, it's been hard it's been horrible and but the word from the Lord is the storms may persist but the forecast for the Lord's people, for God's people for the church is changing and we need to see what's coming so I'm going to speak this morning on, on a piece of revelation but it's going to tie it very closely into the scriptures um, which is march on the land Jared talked about mobilising um, Chris talked about keeping in step with the spirit uh, and I'm talking about marching on the land and um, 
but that's that's what we're talking about we're going to be in a few different scriptures so there's not going to be a scripture reading now i'll read the scriptures i get there i've got them up on my screen here so if you see me lean forward like this can my hands lean forward like this i'll be moving the scriptures around so that i can actually find the one i'm looking for um okay the thing about marching on the land i've never been in the army my dad was in the army but he was a musician actually he was in the band that often played at the Trooping of the Colour or Beat the Retreat or uh, all the Changing of the Guard. He was the, in the band playing so that the, those on guard, those in the, the, the guard, um, the ordinary army, could march in time. And they had the, the music to march too. And the whole point of marching and marching on the land is it's not haphazard. It's not haphazard. It's it's actually highly organised. It's to a rhythm. It's to a beat, and all keep in step with each other. If if a group of men or women march out of time with each other, you see them going like this, and eventually, actually, it, it will collapse into shambles. A group like that needs to be very clearly marching together. It's not haphazard, and there's no individualism there. There's no, oh, I'm going to go this way, I'm going to go that way. Do you know what? The Lord may have said this to everybody else, but I think I'll do that. There's a real sense of unity. There's a sense of togetherness when a group is marching. And it's intentional. They're looking at each other. They're looking at the person who's leading. The person out the front, I used to think, well, what are they doing out the front? There used to be a bandmaster out the front of the band with a big... Um, <clears throat> A big stick, basically, and standing like this, doing this. And I realise he's conducting. He's actually he's the one setting the rhythm. Um, and that's what a good conductor does. Does the conductor sets the, the tempo? Conductor doesn't conduct to the band. It doesn't let the band or the orchestra tell the conductor what to do. The conductor sets the rhythm and the pace and the timing. So there's no haphazardness about marching on the land. There's no individualism. There's a deep deep sense of togetherness and unity and there's a, an intentionality and it is organized now i've i've got a problem because i'm one of those people that um i used to do this early in my my um my career as a as a vicar i used to bumble around i used to bumble and i used to make it look like that i wasn't that organized because then if mistakes were made it didn't matter because people weren't expecting me to be that organised anyway. I, it's a rod for my own back, because actually I am organised, and I'm, I'm, I may be differently organised to some. If, many of you heard the story before that my church warden a number of years ago now said to me, um, it's not that you're not organised, Lawrence, you just don't tell anyone. So for, for a good 15 years plus, I've been working on those communication skills, and the girls in the office will tell you that, that I am organised. Sometimes... <clears throat> they have to get it out of me, and sometimes they have to work out what I'm what I'm actually saying, uh, and sometimes I have to work out what I'm thinking and saying by processing. But we're organised. We are organised as a church. We are organised, and we've shown that over the last few months by getting down to restore hope, by actually providing services, by doing bookings, by doing um, the risk assessments. Ruth has been brilliant doing all of that and, and producing all the stuff we've produced. We're organised. So, as we, St. Leonard's March on the Land in 2021, we're organised, we're not haphazard, 
we're not going to be individualistic we're going to do this together there's a unity uh, no longer we sh no longer should we talk well I belong to this service I'm 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 a 10 o'clock or I'm a 10:30 we're all online together we're all in um we're all in this together we're all down at restore hope together we're all uh, coming together for a nine o'clock service or whatever it is we're together so five points five points and I'll try not to take too long over them five points as we start the new year and intentionally unified march on the land first one very first one we follow the example of the lord we need to be about what he's doing remember it says in john fourteen twelve that uh, we will do the things that jesus has been doing in fact we will do even greater things well if we're going to do the things that jesus is doing we need to know what those things are and if we do greater things we need to know what that call is so um we follow his example and john five nineteen, jesus says he only does what he sees the father doing and in another place he says he only speaks what he hears the father saying we need to get to that place again i know laurie's banging on about that stuff again well that's because that's the way that's the only way we can do stuff it doesn't mean you know, it doesn't mean things are always the same but the method is always the same the method we listen to the lord what is he saying to us to do then we do it in obedience listening revelation obedience that method that changes that moves that's context uh, that's call that's all the rest of it but there's a, a continuity there so we follow the example of the lord this is what it says in habakkuk 3 6 he stood and shook the earth sound familiar that's what's been happening over the last nine months and the nations and made the nations tremble God, they're doing that our nation every nation um with with the covid19 there's a trembling there's a fear there's a uh, the ancient mountains crumbled so all those structures that we thought we could rely on we thought with our safety net the ancient mountains crumbled and the age old hills collapsed all those um, structures that we thought made us safe, made us immune from um, real catastrophe, especially in the West, or should I say the North, in the North and the West, whether you think North-South divide or the Western industrialized nations or whatever it is, it's gone. The Lord has shaken the earth. He's taken something that's of the enemy, the coronavirus, that's part of the fall. And he's taken it and he's used it and he's shaken the earth. That tsunamis come across, and the nations have trembled. And the ancient mountains, the the, the strongholds, the the stuff that is supposed to give strength, have collapsed and crumbled. And then the end of the verse. But he marches on forever. Hallelujah. He keeps going. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is still that loving, gracious, merciful truth-filled judge redeemer sacrifice he, he doesn't change he marches on forever and he dwells in us so we come we choose to line up with him we choose to line up with him and we march on forever not because we're good and amazing and brilliant but because he marches on forever we march on forever and it says this in isaiah 42 verse 13 the lord will march out like a champion like a warrior he will stir up his zeal with a shout he will raise the battle cry 
and will triumph over his enemies. That's in Isaiah, that's in the Old Testament. The New Testament, we know it's true. We know that has happened. Because the Lord has marched out like a champion in Jesus. Like a warrior, he stirred up his zeal. And he, with a shout, he'll raise the battle cry. Well, with a shout, he did raise the battle cry. But he went to the cross, which is upside-down battle. And he triumphed over his enemies by dying and rising again. So the Lord will march on his enemies. So um, I think we see the connection today. We need to follow his example. The ancient mountains and the age-old hills have collapsed, but we march with him. We march out like champions, like warriors. We stir up our zeal. We raise the shout of battle and triumph will come. Not because we win the battle, but because we enforce the victory already won by Jesus. So that's point number one. Follow the example of the Lord. How do we do it? Point number two, we do it by faith. Now, faith isn't this airy-fairy thing about just being in our heads, just thinking. It's just faith. Faith actually is expressed in right attitudes. Yes, it's the right thinking, the right way of going about things. But it's also expressed in right actions. Faith without works is dead, James says. Faith leads to action. We've got to get up and do something about it. Like restore hope like Pete Portal uh, Pete Sarah Portal in Manhamburg like the guys in the lunch bowl like whatever it is that uh, we've been called to be in, involved with and I know a number of us are in, called to do different practical things and that's absolutely great but it's faith faith is about attitudes being aligned with God actions all from his grace he's made it all possible Hebrews 11:30 says this by faith the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. Well, let's just let's dive in quickly. Joshua 6 and verse... Um, Joshua 6, starting in verse 1. Now, the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. March round the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Make seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march round the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them, sound a long blast on the trumpets. Make the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straight in. Such clear instructions. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and make seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. He ordered the army advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the Ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forwards, blowing their trumpets. The Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the Ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding. But Joshua had commanded the army, Don't give a war cry, don't raise your voices, don't say a word until I tell you to shout. Then shout! So he had the Ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the army returned and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning. The priests took up the Ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the trumpets went forwards, marching before the Ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them. The rear guard followed the Ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day they marched around the city once, returned to the camp. They did this for six days. On the seventh day they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times. So they'd done it once a day for six days on the seventh day they do it um, seven times the seventh time round when the priest sounded the trumpet blast 
Joshua commanded the army, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and devoted things so, so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver and gold articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. When the trumpet sounded and the army shouted and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. It's a brilliant story. It's a brilliant story. And it, <clears throat> verse 2 is key. The Lord said to Joshua, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. Along with his king, who are all the fighting men. The Lord has spoken. It has happened. It's fact. Verse 2, a statement of fact. Faith is always based on fact. The fact of the resurrection. The truth of who Jesus is. The truth of the revelation we've given. The Lord spoke and said, I've delivered Jericho into your hands. Now, everything that happens is founded on that basic piece of information. I've given Jericho into your hands. Now do this, 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 and this, and it'll happen. Statement of fact, God spoke. And then there's revelation to the, the leaders. The commands are issued, verses 3 to 9. But even in verse 10, Joshua said, don't give a war cry, don't raise your voices, don't say a word. Especially saying, don't get carried away, don't be presumptuous, don't do it too soon. Wait until everything's fulfilled and I will give you the, the, the call and then we all shout. Follow the plan, trust the revelation, trust the leaders who've got the revelation. Verses 11 to 15, you see the guy's uh, obedience, but persistence in that obedience over, over a whole week. And then in verse 16, the seventh time round, they sounded the trumpet. Joshua commanded, shout, for the, there, there it is, victory in that moment. But the key victory, but even in, sorry, even in victory, there's more to come. The city is devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab and all who are with her shall be spared. The devoted things, there's more revelation even in victory. Don't do this, be careful of that. So in verse 20 comes the fulfilment. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted at the sound of the trumpet. The men gave a loud shout, the war collapsed, and everyone charged straight in and they took the city. So there's fact, there's revelation to leaders. There's a warning not to get carried away. There's persistence obedience. But then there's victory and continued revelation even then and fulfillment. What happens? The walls of the strongholds come tumbling down. Now we could spend time going into those, but I'm not going to. So this Joshua 6 is a key passage for us. We follow the example or we do it by faith just as Joshua and the people did. The people trusted Joshua and his leaders and, the, and Joshua trusted the Lord and the Lord spoke and then there was obedience then that's point so that's point two but it's all by faith uh, point um, three is be bold be bold in Exodus 14 verse 8 you uh, see Pharaoh coming against the um, Israelites again he said they can leave but then they're marching boldly they're marching boldly away from Pharaoh, away from Egypt. And guys, there's a call here. We, we follow the example of the Lord. We do it by faith, but we need to be bold. Firstly, to march away from our captivity. To, we, we need to recognize the captivity, deal with it, sort it, and march away. March away, not wander away, not 
amble away, intentionally march away, and we need to do it together. And then be strong and courageous. Joshua 1, verses 7 to 9. Be strong and courageous. That's being bold. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn from it to the right to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Scripture and truth is so important. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do everything written on it, not just to know, but to do. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you be strong and and courageous? Be bold. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Here's the promise. Here's the promise. Be bold. Be strong. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Even when we're in the circumstances we're in. The Lord your God will be with you. He won't socially distance. He will be with you wherever you go. And hold on to that truth. Joshua is such a key um, a key book for me in my call. So we've got, follow the example of the Lord. Do it by faith, just like Joshua, and see the walls come tumbling down. Be bold and courageous. Walk away from captivity and walk into what the Lord is giving you. And fourthly, always, always, always counter worldly thinking. Remember the Joshua 15, 15 stuff? In a, this is from Joshua 15, verse 13. According to the Lord's command to him, Joshua gave to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, a portion in Judah. Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron. Arba was the forefather of Anak. From Hebron, Caleb drove out the three Anakites, Seshai, Ahamin, and Talmai. These are the, uh, the giants, the sons of Anak. From there he marched against the people in Debir, formerly Kiriath-Sephah, the place of Canaanite learning, the worldly thinking place. And Caleb said, I'll give my daughter sorry, in marriage to the man who attacks and captures Kiriath-Sephah. And then Othniel, Leonard, the lion-hearted one, son of Kenes, Caleb's brother, took it. So Caleb gave his daughter Aksa to him in marriage. One day she came to Othniel and she urged him to ask her father for a field. She got off her donkey and Caleb asked her, what can I do for you? She replied, do me a special favour since you've given me land in the negative, give me also springs of water. So Caleb gave her the upper and lower springs. Blessing and blessing. We've got to come against the worldly thinking just like Othniel did. We are Othniel, we are Leonard, we are St. Leonard's. We walk in that same anointing to come against worldly thinking when we're doing kingdom stuff the profit motive has no place the bang for your buck mindset has no place the personality tests to make sure we've got the right people in the right jobs has no place the exam pressure on kids to perform and get a proper job has no place the expectations of our culture has no place what matters is what the lord is saying so if we follow the example of the Lord by faith and we're bold, then we always counter worldly thinking. And finally, fifthly, we're always on a war footing. Sorry to say that to you guys, but we are. We're always on a war footing. People say, oh, when does the battle end? It doesn't, because we're always here. Remember what Pete said? Remember the book, No Neutral Ground? No Neutral Ground, Pete Portal's book. The, the quote from C.S. Lewis There is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. C.S. Lewis, that lunatic, eh? that wacky um, Christian man. There's no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God 
and counterclaimed by Satan. And then Jesus in Matthew 12:30 in the message, this is war, there's no neutral ground. If you're not on my side, you're the enemy. If you're not helping, you're making things worse. Um, read it if you haven't. There's no neutral ground. We're always on a war footing. Here comes the final piece of scripture. This is 2 Samuel 5. All the tribes of Israel <coughs> came to David at Hebron and said, We're your own flesh and blood. In the past, while Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel on their military campaigns. And the Lord said to you, You shall shepherd my people Israel and shall become their ruler. When all the elders of Israel had come to King David at Hebron, the king made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he became king, and he reigned for 40 years. In Hebron he reigned over Judah for seven years, six months, and in Jerusalem he reigned over all Israel and Judah for 33 years. The king and his men marched to Jerusalem to attack the Jebusites who lived there. The Jebusites said to David, you will not get in here, even the blind and the lame can ward you off. They thought David cannot get in here. Nevertheless, David captured the fortress of Zion, which is now the city of David. On that day, David had said, anyone who conquers the Jebusites will have to use the water shaft to reach those lame and blind who are David's enemies. This is why they say the blind and lame will not enter the palace. David then took up residence in the fortress and called it the city of David. He built up the area around it from, terraces in, from the terraces inwards and became more and more powerful because the Lord Almighty was with him. Now Hiram, king of Tyre, sent envoys to David along with the cedar logs and carpenters and stonemasons. They built a palace for David. Then David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel and had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. After he left Hebron, David took more concubines and wives in Jerusalem and more sons and daughters were born to him. These are the names of the children born to him there. Shamua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elushia, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, Eliada and Eliphelet. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. The enemy comes again and again and again. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. See, listen, get what's going on, and, and then be proactive, come against the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim, so David inquired of the Lord, shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? David inquired, he asked what the Lord wanted to do. The Lord said, go, for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hands permission to go do it so david went to baal perazim and there he defeated them he said as waters break out the lord has broken out against my enemies before me so the place was called baal perazim the philistines abandoned their idols there and david and his men carried them off now here comes the, the key bit once more the philistines came up and spread out in the valley of rephaim they've been defeated but they come back again notice that when we deal with stuff, when we get rid of the enemy in certain areas of thinking, the enemy will come back. He doesn't want to lose. He will try to get back the land he's lost, and at least he will try and get deeper in. So David inquired of the Lord. He listened again. He answered, don't go straight up. Oh, different revelation this time. But circle around behind them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of the marching in the tops of the poplar trees, what? angels it's angels marching in the top of the poplar trees move quickly because that will mean the lord has gone out in front of you to strike the philistine army god goes first and we line up and follow so david did as the lord commanded him and struck down the philistines all the way from gibeon to giza we're on a war footing notice 
David inquires of the Lord. He gets different revelation in the two times, so he does different things. He aligns with what the Lord is doing, the Lord's army, the angelic army, the, the mighty host uh, the, the Lord leads. Uh, marching on the top of the trees goes out first, and we line up with what God is doing and line up with the angelic armies, and we do it in obedience. David did as the Lord commanded him and struck down the Philistines. There was victory. Guys, we need to follow the example of the Lord. We do it by faith, just like Joshua did. We're bold and courageous, just like Joshua was. We counter worldly thinking, just like Othniel did at Caleb's request. And we're always on a war footing. We inquire of the Lord and align with what the Lord is doing and with the angelic forces, and we walk in obedience. So, guys, I'm coming to a conclusion. Let's listen to God together in 2021. Let's keep doing what we've been doing. Let's do things by revelation and not by plan and worldly thinking. Let's encourage one another. Encourage means to put courage into. So let's encourage one another. Let's not moan and complain. Let's not be nasty and negative. Let's encourage one another. And let's march together. We listen to God together. We encourage one another together. We march together. We know the victory together. We celebrate together. So as we come towards the end of this service, I'm going to blow the trumpet. I'm going to blow the trumpet and as I do so I'm going to pray, blow the trumpet and I'm going to ask you very simply to pray where you are yes Lord I respond to your call I respond to your truth and I choose to march on the land 2021 is breakthrough 2021 is the opposite to what the world is 2021 is the year of the Lord's favour let me pray and blow the trumpet I'm going to blow it three times I'm going to ask you then just to pray your own prayer I'll leave a space and then pray again Okay, pray, I'm going to pray blow the trumpet, space for you to pray where you are and then I'll pray for all of us let's do it Father, thank you for this call thank you for looking after us in 2021 uh, sorry in 2020 thank you Lord that you're going to take us into 2021 in a new way that all the promises from 2020 are still there they're still valid Lord we want to follow your example your example and do what you you have done we want to do it by faith because of your grace to us we want to be bold and courageous Lord would you strip away worldly thinking would you keep us alert Lord, we align with what you've said. We walk with the angelic army. And we come in obedience to the Lord.
as for me and my family as for me and our family as for us and our fellowship at St Leonard's we choose life we choose to follow the Lord we choose to do the things that he has been doing we choose to follow his example we choose to walk by faith in boldness and courage we choose to tear down every piece of worldly thinking we choose to be alert and to stand on a war footing not out of fear but knowing that the battle belongs to the Lord the victory is his Lord we say we're going to listen together to you we're going to speak words of encouragement to each other we will march on this land together know the victory enforce the victory and celebrate together for yours is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever Amen quick last thing don't forget it's all because of the cross without the cross and the resurrection without Jesus' death and resurrection without him dealing with our sin once and for all all of this is pointless isn't he good isn't he amazing Jesus is Lord of 2021 Amen